3: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's
2: plushcare.com slash loss.
4: Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable.
1: Ooh, Karen. ladies first ladies first oh, oh Sean's serenading or ladies, oh, I me, ladies
4: first, first. <laughs> ladies Karen first. Karen, do you know who sang the song that Sean is, is singing to us do you know the I artist I don't
0: but I do know that he sang first before I could sing it
3: <laughs> no <laughs> I do a little, not know who sings this
4: a little Ode to Queen Lateef, a little, but, but I bet
3: she knows this one who runs the world
1: Girls,
3: who runs the world? Okay. Who runs why the
2: world? <laughs> show me up. Why before before we can even do a formal introduction, up. our guest has just oh dropped God. the
4: mic with the vocal, Sean. You, you no more singing for you, Sean Linda. You need to stop I the just singing. Got showed up. Wow. So you know what? Yeah, Sean's my own band. Show. It Whoa. is women's history. It is women's history month. So, Karen, why don't you introduce our guest for to our listeners?
0: Okay. Well, as a woman and speaking on behalf of all women. I would like to say welcome Stacy Latoyson to our humble show. Stacy is a high-level female business executive at Chevron, right Stacey? She's
4: a Renaissance yeah. there
0: 22 years. <laughs> wow, wild, absolutely wild. That is very cool and impressive. You're the founder of Dream Big Ventures, LLC, which um, I hope you'll tell us about, and you're from Houston. Um, earned your B.S. from University of Houston and MBA from University of St. Thomas. And you've had a 22 year en- career in the energy sector. Don't forget um, she's
4: got a killer crossover on the basketball court, too.
0: Killer, <laughs> That's right. You've got a basketball heritage. So I'm already in over my head <laughs> with this entire introduction, because um, I know so little about Chevron and basketball. But that's really impressive. You've lived in China and Angola. Um you are also a single mother of two, so literally no idea how you find the time in the day to do it, um, but welcome to our show. I'm so excited to figure out
3: how you've accomplished these things. Thank you. Appreciate the introduction, Karen, and um, I'm really honored to be here. I'm hoping that the listeners, that I'll be able to reach out to at least one person who will feel inspired and empowered by my story, um, as I have from hearing stories from, you know, other women that I've had the, the blessing of being introduced to or just, you know, knowing their story. It's actually helped me to overcome a lot of things and a lot of challenges that I've endured in my life.
4: So, Sean, do you want to explain to us how we became the lucky beneficiaries of having Stacy as our guest today? You want to set up the, the how this came to be?
1: Well, yeah you know, sean
0: make this about you
1: well that's a natural that's, well, don't ask me twice <laughs> when i was on my vacation that you haters were all about hating your vacation oh God. we have to in-
0: yes! canceled for using that word i mean no you're queen stacy you're perfect but sean when vacation
1: in costa rica on the beach at 6 a.m it was like you know that what was that movie you see like this lady in this bikini, running in slow motion towards me, and uh, oh, I think, coming, I think getting, it's called every, every move. slow motion. You were getting, it's, like a, it's like a Baywatch moment. She's getting closer, and you closer over yourself. And, and I'm like, oh my god, she's coming right towards me, and then she just waiting a sharp left and jumped on the trainer's back. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, my chest is not there yet.
0: (laughs) So you guys guys met on a fitness vacation in Costa Rica is where this is the story. And you guys hit it off.
1: Yeah, I just mean, her energy was excellent. I mean, like truly and truly, she met the group for the first time and just jumped on the trainer's back in the middle of like our workout session. And I was like, (laughs) who is this crazy woman? And then not only was she smart, I just think her story was something that I think our listeners would, 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 would love to hear, especially a woman of color and to think there's a hurdle she's overcome and success that she's had. And then her genuine personality, I thought, hey, this is somebody cool we should bring on our show. And that's kind of how it happened.
3: Thank you for that intro, Sean. So I am a proud Puerto Rican and Cuban. I was uh, born and raised in Houston, although my father's from Spanish Harlem and my mom is from Connecticut. So those are, I got some New York roots there. Um, <laughs> so as a child, I always loved to learn. And so education was something that's always been important to me. Um, I've always been curious and adventurous. And so um, in school, I pretty much made straight A's all the time, and had the goal to go to Ivy League school one day. Um, I also was playing basketball. I uh, was like the starting point guard on our varsity undefeated team, and um, getting letters from many major Division One universities. Um,
4: Our host Sean Linda doesn't know anything about any success on the basketball <laughs> court. So I'm sure he's very interested to hear that you got division one offers. So kudos to you, Sean. Sean doesn't know
1: anything about that, but anyway, go ahead. They I, told I, me this girl, Stacy keeps taking my scholarship offers. Back then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who is this girl? <laughs>
3: well, um, then an unplanned surprise came and that's, uh, my son. So I got pregnant with my son at 17 years old and, um, As you can imagine, you know, it was a scary time. It was, I was devastated actually. And, um, you know, lucky for me, I have family that was very supportive and um, I knew, and a lot of people were saying, you know, oh, you're throwing your life away by having this baby. But I knew that, you know, I was still very smart and I still planned to go to college. And if anything, I needed to finish school Because because I was having a baby, you know, so that I could take care of him. So it it gave me even more motivation to finish school. So um, fast forward, you know, now I have my MBA. I ended up. um, Well, actually, let me start it from the beginning. So during that time and I was I had a friend that I went to basketball camps with him, Michael LeBlanc and his And when I told him, you know, I was pregnant and he said, well, you know what, Stacy, my mom had me when she was 17. And I was just totally blown away because I didn't know there was no woman in my family. I didn't know any woman who had, who was a teenage pregnancy and still ended up going to college and still, you know, having a great career and being able to, you know, just have, you know, be successful. And, um, you know, he went to private school. He had lived in this really nice neighborhood and driving a car. And so, I mean, I was in shock. And um, yeah, his mom had him and she still went on to get her degree from LSU. She became an executive at Texaco. What's
4: her name? By the way? Deborah LeBlanc.
3: And so she's the one who gave me the opportunity for an internship uh, to work where I'm still at today. And so, you know, every day that I went to work I think about her and you know, I wanted to make her proud make sure that I do a good job because she took a chance on me. And so she's been like my guardian angel. I'm so thankful for her, you know, That's just awesome. knowing her story gave me enough strength to feel like, you know what, if she could do it, so can I.
1: Let me ask you a question, Stacey. Um, You know, it's very, thank you for sharing that with us. I mean, I grew up around knowing a lot of, you know, women that had children at a very young age and some of them like a switch turned on for you. Like, I mean, obviously it was very emotional. It's 20 years ago and you're still affected by, you know, having to make that decision and having a child and so forth. What was that switch like? What was it like to like motivate you to stay in your career, to stay focused on school and not think that, you know, everything is against me now? Can I you, are you still to me, it felt like you still thought I'm going to do this regardless. Kind of what was that? Like, and how can you share that to other young women that may be in a similar situation so they can turn on the switch that you turned on?
3: It really, I mean, if I hadn't heard her story, um, that just helped to inspire me, you know. It really was like, if she can do it, I can do it, yep
4: And I know you've talked about it kind of piggybacking on what Sean was saying, I had a similar thought, but you, you. You're starting your dream big ventures and, and, you know, wanting to be a catalyst to inspire others. So you can I I would see there's definitely a connection to what she did for you to what you want to do for others. Is that would that be accurate?
3: Absolutely. Um, You know, the, the next person that I wanted to recognize as being an inspiration for me just recently is Serena Williams. Um, I attended the Network for Executive Women conference. It was virtual, but Serena Williams was the the keynote speaker. And she talked about her Serena uh, ventures, which she's just raised over $100 million. Um, So during her, when she was speaking, she said, did you know that only 2% of venture capital funds are allocated to women and feet in, in minorities. And so, I mean, I was floored and completely shocked. You know, why why is that? Why in 2022 are women and minorities not getting the opportunities to live out their dreams and to get the the funds and the resources needed when there's so many brilliant visionaries out here that, you know, that's all that they need. And so, um, So that motivated me to go back to school. Uh, I just got accepted into Columbia Business School there in New York. So you guys are going to be seeing more of me soon. I'll be over there working out with you, uh, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) And um, in their venture capital and private equity program. And so I started Dream Big Ventures LLC and with the mission to um, help close that gap. You know, it's just so much untapped potential of brilliant people that should have the necessary resources and funds available to make their dreams happen. So that's
0: why you're in this program. So you're going to to business school in order to learn how to manage this business of closing closing the...
3: Funding gap. gap. Or, yeah. mm-hmm. Exactly.
4: I want you to explain what Dream Big Ventures is, all that you're you know, what type of dreams you're trying to help support and just break down Dream Big Ventures, you know, for our, our listeners.
3: OK, so Dream Big Ventures, as I said, I went to this um, network of executive women and Serena Williams really inspired me to start my own venture firm, venture capital firm. And um, so that I can invest in others so I can help people to realize their dreams. So that, that is my passion. That is my purpose. Um, uh, Also on the athlete front, you know, I feel that there's so many young athletes who get thrown into this, you know, amazing um, industry, you know, that they've worked their whole life for, but they don't have the education to really um, know, and, and from their backgrounds, to know how to properly invest for the future. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure to equip them with the knowledge, and um, and you know, <laughs> so that they can they won't end up bankrupt after their their sports career ends.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So that's you know my my purpose there to. Help them to make other investments, to know about things that they just—they're already at a disadvantage because of where they come from. So yeah. I mean, I, I want to make sure we have more Tom Brady's and uh, then guys being bankrupt at the end. You, right. know, not really, you know, yeah,
1: absolutely. Your dog seems excited too about the idea. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually did fi- taught financial literacy to a number of NFL players. And um, it's just sad, you know, how many make this kind of money and then wind up losing it. So what you're doing is very important. Of, yes, like, and it's management. a cycle.
3: And it, and it's happened for years, time and time again. And so it's because they don't have somebody in their life to help them. Exactly,
1: exactly. I think what you're doing is a very a very good um, yeah. give back I mean, and at the same time. Who
3: knows where I would be today if I would have stayed in an abusive relationship just because I had a baby with this child, I mean, with this man. Um, and I hadn't heard Deborah LeBlanc's story. You know, if I wouldn't have gone to college, my life would be completely different now. So that's why, you know, I hope that I can reach out and and help others.
1: Yeah, I just see life as binary numbers. And, you know, it sounds very blunt. yes, no's, X, O's, and that's it. You made some you made some yeses instead of no's, and no's instead of yeses, and that led to your path of success. You know, and it was staying with the plan, regardless of what. You know, I always tell people, hey, if you if you are trying. Success is hard. It's ugly. It's hard. It's, you know, you have to motivate yourself. You have to talk to yourself. It's not an easy journey. But as long as you're able to understand that, that's what's going to get in your life is a thing I like to call life. Life will always get in there and there'll always be things to try to take you off your path. Yes. And you got to understand, like any person that's achieved success, when you hear their journey, it's not a cakewalk. It's hard. (laughs)
3: yes you have to stay focused and you have to bounce back because there's always unexpected challenges that pop up and you know you just got to dust it off dust off your shoulders and stay strong and sometimes you got to start all over but you you know you learn from everything and and you grow yep
0: amen that's ambitious yeah amazing
4: I mean, even the name Dream Big, she's living that, the, the embodiment of the name of, of your business, Dream Big, is, is what okay, you're well, doing. Can,
0: can we make, can I make, okay, so I've read now several times on the notes that we have to prepare for this interview. Um, and I'm just going to bring it up because the more we talk, the more I'm sort of noticing a similarity um, that you and Beyonce at one point sang together as children And you have like sort of a Beyonce energy of like doing more in 24 hours than the rest of us do in a week. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think that you guys have, do you think that, that you guys are like two of a kind and like sang together as kids because you have this like resonant energy and she went off to be Beyonce and you went off to be Stacey and like similar energies. What would you say?
3: Um, Well, I would say that, yes, I was one of the first members of Girls' Time. Um, So, yeah, I used to sing alongside Beyonce. And, um, man, I'm so happy for her and her. I mean, she's just, like, been conquering the world and doing so many incredible things. Um, And so, you know, everybody has their own journey, so I don't compare myself to anyone. And um, But, yeah, we definitely both have a fire inside of us to to dream big and to, you know, not just talk about it, but be about it and, you know, make it happen.
1: Well, you know, I, I would like to say this, you know, one thing that really, you know, I enjoyed, one of my favorite parts of our conversation that we had before you came on the show was, you know, you telling me that, you know, emotionally how it was for you not being able to go to Ivy league school at you know, your dreams at 17 and 20. And now fast forward 20 years later, you're going to Ivy League school, which is Columbia. Um, I think that in itself is inspirational about sticking with your path and, and, you know, trying to achieve your goals. So how do you feel about like now actually going to be going to Ivy League school? Like you did it.
3: Thank you, Sean. I am so excited. Um, I have to say, you know, sometimes you can get complacent in your career and in life. And, you know, I was, pretty happy with the expat assignments that I had, you know, traveling the world. I lived in Angola. I lived in China. I was, you know, making good money, putting, you know, money back in my retirement and and I was happy, but, um, pandemic hit things changed. And then, you know, I had a lot of sleepless nights, but then I figured out what my next chapter was and what move and transition that I needed to make to feel a purposeful, you know, to, to, Still feel passionate about what I'm doing. And so, um, and I actually want to share something with you all that one of my best friends who I met at freshman orientation at 18 told me, um, and she said, she telling me this at, you know, when I was 41, <laughs> tap into the 18 year old Stacy, the one that was hungry, not the one with the fully vested retirement, the one who has limitless possibilities ahead of her the one that has every skill needed to build a whole damn empire. You and I both know you have more than what half these entrepreneurs have, and it's time to build. So I'm, I'm so fortunate to have really good people in my life and in my circle who are supportive and encouraging. And so, you know, just getting those words from her, that fueled me.
4: I'm curious. We, we spoke earlier about, Um, like there's a lot of conversation or or notes from different parts of your life that seem to come together one thing you mentioned your competitiveness and I'm hearing like with all these obstacles um, there's still like there's this fight to kind of persevere and talk about just in terms of business and success and and the successes you've had be it you know whether it's music sports Finishing school, your, your Chevron career, or launching Dream Big. Talk about how important competitiveness has been, or what are the traits you think that have helped you to get where you are?
3: Um, I would say don't let anybody like tell you you can't. You know, if you're going to – like when I say I'm going to do something, I wholeheartedly believe I'm going to do that. I don't care what it takes. I don't care how hard and difficult it is. Um, you know, even if today if I I think just the the difficult things that I've been through and that I have overcome, it's made me so strong. I feel like superwoman. Like you could throw anything at me and I'm going to survive and I'm going to become and, and grow even stronger from it. That's just I really feel that way, you know. So, a little bit of swag and confidence um and believing in yourself and not letting naysayers get to you and just, you know, just going for it.
1: And what challenge do you think? You know, you mentioned in our, in our conversation before, like now you you work for Chevron for 21 years. You've had a number of great assignments. You know, you, you currently had an assignment in Angola. Um, tell us a little bit about that. And, you know, as a woman of color going over there, like representing Chevron and, you know, what it was like.
3: So, um, you know, I told you about some of the women that have had an impact on me. And, you know, they didn't even know how much of an impact it was, Um, I've had other people tell me how much just knowing that I was a single mother going to China on an expat assignment, it was unheard of. Um, and apparently, you know, someone told me later that the women in the in the office, the national, you know, Chinese women, that they were like so impressed. They were that I was a mentor and a role model to them. To be able to for this oil company, they they you know used to white old males going there. in the office. And I'm like, you know, the only, you know, young female minority, single mom, you know I mean? They'd never seen it before. So, um, and then I had another friend and she ended up accepting an assignment for Korea and she was a single mom. And she said she would have never even had applied for that job. Had she not known me and saw, you know, that I went for that job and, and, uh, got that expat assignment in China. And I was a single mom. So, so, you know, let me, so
1: yes. are things changing within the last twenty years? You say, or would, would, are these same? Were these same opportunities would have presented themselves twenty years ago, or is it you think like the whole women's movement has helped propel even you and your career by giving more opportunities?
3: There's a lot of progress still to be made.
1: And how so? Be more specific. Why do you why do you say that?
3: I think that um, outwardly, that a lot of corporations are um, uh, showcasing their DEI initiatives, and it's it's great to see
1: diversity however way, right? um, yeah, I mean our, diversity uh,
3: diversity equity and inclusion initiatives hmm. but we still have a very long way to go for example like I said you know only two percent of funds venture capital funds going to women in minority businesses so we have a long way to go yeah no doubt no doubt so what would your what would your advice be to women who
0: feel overwhelmed by maybe like obstacles that they face or even overwhelmed by the number of options that there are now like that can be very paralyzing too you know because women can yes of course there's so much progress to be made but women can also do anything and that can be overwhelming
3: okay well I'm gonna um, use a quote that my friend told me that helped inspire me and sometimes it's just a one statement that you know can go so far she said there are no ceilings except for the ones that she accepts
1: okay okay so what's your, like, do you have a way in, like, you know, even myself, you know, it's women history, but I want to to one of my personal experiences because I'm obviously, you know, Karen, I'm all man, I'm not a woman.
2: But, okay, um,
1: but I just know, like, there's a point with me where, you know, you, you have these things, in the but, you, but you, it's like that you have to have that umph to keep trying to push through and, like, know that willingly. Like, I always say to myself when I tell people, like, yes, I work twice as hard, but so what? you know, that's just my thing. If I have to work twice as hard and get half the results and I'll I'll still work twice as hard and, and, and keep, keep it moving forward. Mm -hmm. You know, what is your push? Like, what is your push? Because I know like, you know, especially I can imagine, like you said, you live in Texas, you work for a male dominated, you're in the oil business, gas business. Like there has to be some days where you're just like, what the F, you know, like Mm -hmm. I can't do this anymore because it's that push that's you know i'm sure karen with yourself in comedy as well there has to be times mm-hmm. you guys like right. yeah what i'm gonna point it back to you karen as well i'll let stacy be mm-hmm. first and just tell me as sure. you know, to-
3: i want to make sure that my daughter and my son can live after you know go after their dreams i want them to be able to have the same opportunities that anybody else has there's something that they want to do so i mean that's and my nephews and my community mm-hmm.
1: so that's what motivates you
3: yeah, right. that it's and I mean, and myself as well. <laughs>
1: mm. <laughs> what about you, Karen?
3: Um,
0: I what motivates me is the thought that we're all going to die,
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, that I think the biggest sin is wasted potential. I don't not you know everybody's got their own path and whatever, but I think that if you know that you're capable of something, then you have an obligation to yourself to do it. So, um, yeah, I have, an, I have an obligation to myself and to kind of like, not to be like a little woo-woo over here, but like sort of you have an obligation to God who has blessed you with certain gifts and talents and the ability to connect with people. And um, you're supposed to use that before you die.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I always think of myself as lucky. You know, we're all lucky to be here in this present. I mean, we were part of a population of a million sperms trying to get to one egg and we made it. And we've got life, and then to me, you just owe it to just live your best life, strive for the best, because we all are v- very lucky to have to have gotten to that egg.
0: Right. I mean, I identify as the egg, but yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're, you're lucky. You're lucky. I was there the whole time, just being a cool ass egg, but <laughs> just waiting for
1: someone to connect with you. I with wasn't. You right
0: I wasn't competing. I was the prize. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Stacey, I have a question. All the interesting parts of your bio, like from singing with girls' Time and Beyonce, like a lot of people dream to be a singer or dream to be on stage with beyonce or be beyonce, a lot of people dream to play ball, a lot of people dream to be successful in business, a lot of people dream to live abroad you have you're checking off a lot of these boxes. I'm just wondering, A, how do you view those experiences? And I was trying to tie it to you naming your corporate, your company, Dream Big.
3: Yes. And, and thank you. You Just recently, someone said, you've lived the life of 10 people. like, And I think I just haven't, I, I rarely sit down enough to reflect and remember, you know, all these things um, because I'm, I'm, always moving forward, looking ahead. You know, I still have so many other things that I want to do and that I want to accomplish and so many more life goals. So, um, so, Oh, by the way, my company, I'm also managing athletes. Um, oh, okay. Athletes, so it's sports and business management as well. So for me, it's the title. It just, it does connect all the dots, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, Anything, I I really, just because of my experiences and then the more things that I experience or the more things that I overcome, you know, I just really believe in this um, going after your dreams and I encourage everybody to do that. So whatever your dream is, you know, like she mentioned earlier, life is so short and you, you should walk confidently and live the life that you've imagined
4: okay everybody we got to take a quick commercial break it is women's History Month we have a fabulous woman businesswoman uh, Renaissance woman Stacy Latoy's in here telling us her story so we'll be right back we're going to continue our conversation with her right after these quick messages and we'll be right back so stay Ooh. tuned
2: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
4: Welcome back to Two Back Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. It is Women's History Month. So of course we have our resident, Black guy with good credit, Karen, in the house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when that was going. <laughs> oh, I yeah, You got to be Got it out. <laughs> you have to change the title of this podcast. <laughs> no, I, I changed my race on account of the podcast, not the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> and,
4: and, and aside from that, we also have our very special guest, Stacey LaToyson, who I've dubbed a renaissance woman. She has an amazing story that I'm sure you are aware of now. Uh, so, yeah, mm-hmm. we just wanted to um, basically continue this conversation and let people know how to continue to follow you, Stacey. So why don't you tell the people about how they can, you know, stay in touch with you and dream big ventures and, and what's next for you?
3: Yeah. So I, I welcome any of the listeners to reach out to me on LinkedIn and, you know, slash Stacy Latoyson. would love to connect with you and learn more about your business or maybe your story. Maybe you're going through something and you just want to, to bounce some ideas or you just want to talk and have somebody talk with somebody who's been through it. You know, I'm I'm here and love to hear from you. Um, Also, if you've got some money that you would uh, love to invest in women and minority businesses, please reach out to me. My website is www.dreambigventuresllc.com. And again, you can also find me on LinkedIn, but I'm definitely looking for some people to invest um, in Dream Big Ventures, LLC. So I can be right up there with Serena Williams raising over $100 million to help our women and minority visionaries see their dreams come true. All
4: right. So since it's Women's History Month, why don't we go around the room and and everybody share uh, our most influential women in our lives. So give give a quick shout out to the women who have influenced us.
0: Um, sure. A uh, woman in my past who has influenced me um uh I mean I guess there's I guess there's no one who's in, influenced me more than my mom who oh, was who came here with no knowledge of the language but with a really high level of education somewhere else that nobody cared about here and with two small kids had no job had to take a job doing Whatever, you know, she worked with kids, which ironically she hated. <laughs> She's not a fan of kids except her own. and um, worked her way up to be like a real estate investor and homeowner and professor, um, and was a support to my dad to, for his professional accomplishments as well, and guided the whole family, really. She was kind of the discipline of the family. Um, which we needed. And um, yeah, she did it not alone. I mean, she and my dad did it together and they're still together, but the motivation came from her and kind of still does for our family. Like she, she still is kind of like the family shot caller for good reason. So yeah. And she's also done a lot of introspective work, which for someone of her generation, I think is just not easy. Like it's not like our generation or, well, my generation and then your generation. Uh, I was like, wow, she lumped me in. Oh, my God. I thought I got lumped in. (laughs) Those are the boomers and then there's the rest of us. Well, you know, for her, it's not been easy and she never, she didn't have, you know, her generation – doesn't really go to therapy like we do and it's not as normalized they don't like talk about their trauma and so she's had a lot on her plate um that she never discussed and just worked through it and made a successful life from pretty much nothing um and so yeah i have to say she's like the single most influential woman in my life
1: what about you Matt? Thank Oh,
4: um, for me i would have to echo that it would be my mom like we share a lot of uh like a lot of the things I'm passionate about, I know directly come from her, from whether it be history or music or art that has turned into the direction I went into my own professional adult career. I know a lot of it comes from my mom's influence um, and she's just the nicest person on the planet. So she's someone who there's I can go on and on about why, but she would be the one who I would recognize.
1: And I would definitely echo, she is a very nice woman. And you would think I spent hours with Matt's mom every time I see her. Like, you know, she's a great woman.
3: (laughs) I also need to mention another woman who has, you know, had a tremendous impact on my life. And that's mi abuela, Aida Baez-Latoysen. You know, she came from Puerto Rico and moved to the States when she was 16 years old. And she worked here cleaning houses and saving up her money. And then she eventually saved enough to bring over her mom um, and my aunts and uncles. And, you know, she did that on her own. I mean, who knows where we would be. Maybe we'd still be on the Island, you know, if it weren't for her being courageous in in the 1930s or forties, you know, to do that. And, you know, she obviously endured a lot. So I know, you know, we came, what she came from washing clothes in the river and, you know, just, extremely poor and wishing for a better life here in the States. And I know that if she was still alive today, she would be so proud. Um, and, you know, I miss her to death. Me and her were like this. She was like my, my best friend.
1: Um, I would, you know, I, I, would, I could default and say my mom, who was so influential, she did so many things for me in life. But I'm going to go a little deeper. I'm going to go back a couple generations and mention a woman I've actually never even met, which would have been my great, great grandmother, and the reason why i mentioned her and i've never met her she was always talked about um she had 11 kids and she this was growing up just post slavery in barbados and what she did she served she made and served food horse and cart in barbados to like the helpers and the different the, the servants she would make lunches and sell them and what she did with the money that she got and this to me was like incredible like thinking like early 1900s late 1890s or whatever she bought pieces of land for all 11 of her children with the money that she made Eight. In wow. Barbados. And she bought beachfront property back then because it was the cheapest land back then. Because if you know, coming from the islands of Puerto Rico, like you couldn't those days there was no tourism. There wasn't Karen and her bikinis drinking martinis on the beaches <laughs> of Barbados. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bunch of back. Okay. There was mostly beach land had no value because it had the, the soil had salt in it, so you couldn't grow on it. So the most expensive land was actually inland, you know, where you could farm on it, you could grow, you can make rum, you can make sugarcane, you could cult, you could grow crops. So that land she couldn't afford to buy, so she bought all coast property. Um, which today, wow. all 11 pieces of that land is still in our family, it's carried awesome. out from generation to generation. And you know, to have that insight, to have that know how to be thinking to buying land mm-hmm. for all of her kids to me. So when I go to Barbados and my friends come and visit, I can be like, Hey, you know, the, I can bring you through the pieces of land that my great great grandmother purchased. And you know, I didn't even find out till I was later on in life, she had a husband because he was never mentioned, she'd always just talk, everybody would just talk about her and her achievement by being that entrepreneurial woman to to, to have that foresight. So I'm going to shout out her, her name. We used to call her mama. Yeah. So, so I think that's where I get my, my real estate bug. I probably get it from her, you know? So I think, you know, her blood is in me and that's where I get my real estate and entrepreneurial spirit. I think I get it directly from, from my great, great grandmother.
3: Wow. What a legacy that she built. That's, awesome. that's incredible.
4: I, as we bring this show to a close, we kind of usually go around the horn and give people their, you know, their their last uh, comments here. So, Stacy, any any final comment on, you know, it's Women's History Month. Any, anything you'd like to tell the listeners out there about dreaming big or anything? Any last words you'd like to leave us with?
3: Yeah, I just want to say no matter what you go through or where you come from, still continue to believe in yourself and and go after your dreams because there's, it's never too late. Mm-hmm. You know, here I am going to Ivy League school, and I'm in my 40s. So, and that was something awesome. that I wanted to do. It was a dream as a kid. So, you know, whatever it is that you're passionate about and that's on your heart, there's no better time than now to go for it.
1: Well, I want to both. I want to give both Stacy and Karen their flowers.
3: No, here for, we go. Uh, Thank
0: you. Let's yeah, I, thank, have I mean, that. thank you. you think is behind me? <laughs> oh, Stacey's so sweet. She went straight to thank you, and I was just going to make fun of you, but thank I'm giving you your flowers. Like, I
1: mean, I think you guys deserve it as, as I, women, and it's Women's History Month, and I, do. I don't just think, think you, I just don't think Women's History Month should be celebrated in the month of March. It should be celebrated every day. Every
3: day. That's and right. And I think
1: you guys are exceptional women that are trying to be pioneers in your respective field. and uh, i think you're inspirational to all women and keep with your journey and and thank you for coming on the show and thank you karen for hosting the show
0: thank you first of all i love being lumped in with stacy who is hyper hyper successful and that's why she's on this show (laughs) it's like thank you to both of you equal women (laughs) which is uh, i find to be like a complete um honor to be in 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 with stacy so thanks for that sean happy women's history month everybody
4: and I just chime in uh in the immortal words of our brother Kanye West, who's been trying to change Black History Month to Black Futures Month. I think it's valuable to to study history, but I I do wanna say we should celebrate women's history and also women's current and women's future uh success. So it's good to see um a, a real live woman of today making new history and making uh new gains. In the world so we we're happy to have you stacy and everybody uh look out for dream big ventures llc
1: and um yeah we'll i one more thing i got one more thing well, to that was, one i knew thing. you would because that was thing. so
0: much better than your flower speech go ahead <laughs>
1: no i want to say too and you know part of my reason for me stacy on the show as well i want women to see the different paths that you can go to create your own success you know don't think that there's only one way to go as a woman as anybody to be successful you know, my nephew pointed something out to me today, and I have to call my younger nephew and apologize because I didn't even know he took it that way. Because we were talking around Christmas, and I'm like, So, what do you want to do? And he was serious. He says, I want to be a tap dancer. And we all made a choice. You want to tap? I'm like, What? But I he stopped tapping because because we all joking around. So, I need to call him and let him know, Hey, tap dancing is okay. Just like whatever you choose to do in your respective field, don't let anybody define your success. And, you know, both Stacey and Karen, like I said, are all digging their own success in their own respective field that may not be the Is what most women or people in general are doing. So that's it. <laughs> TBGWGC at gmail.com. Drop us a line. And stacy thanks for hanging out and I hope to see you in Brooklyn. Peace.